0: I'm Michael Sean Harris, and you're listening to Mike's Moment Of, a weekly podcast in which I, along with my guests, share our various interests in moments of inspiration, truth, life, technology, culture, and more. I hope you're entertained and informed, and that you feel inspired to join me again and again in my moments of... Go. All right, welcome to another uh, Mike's Moment of. So we're talking with a bright spark, uh, someone who's full of energy, Cindy Winters, and she's she's living in New York. Well, I'm going to let her tell all the things, but you know, she's living in New York and she's a, a Broadway performer, and she's of Jamaican descent as well. Cindy, hi. Hi welcome
1: i'm oh, i'm so excited to be here thank you mike for inviting me this is so exciting uh, Who knew yeah. that we, fun being friends on instagram to <laughs> now our friends on podcast
0: i know right oh man welcome welcome i'm so glad you, you said yes oh so, this um, is so
1: exciting you know my my dream is to be able to connect with the with the people of jamaica especially in theater arts so anything that uh that allows me to do that. Any opportunity I'm in.
0: Awesome. So this is a start. Uh, Cause I mean, I, I remember the first time we connected, we were talking about maybe you're coming to Jamaica and doing some workshops
1: right? That's in, right. in
0: theater. And mm-hmm. then uh, lots of stuff happened, happened, you know, COVID happened, uh, but you know, there's a future and anything's possible. So we're going to get it started and let some people get to know you as well.
1: Yes. So. Thank you. We got nothing but time now.
0: <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So tell me a little bit about yourself. So you, you, your parents, your parents are Jamaican?
1: Yes. Yeah, so my parents are Jamaican. My father uh, grew up in Almontown. Uh, I mean, I guess I can call it Town because that's just the way that he says it. But I guess it's all <laughs> man town for the people who are not Jamaican. Right. Understand the spelling. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, yes, they there are, uh, Chinese, uh,
0: okay.
1: they're of Chinese descent. And, uh, my mother, uh, grew up in, I believe she grew up in Kingston as well.
0: Okay.
2: Um,
1: and they moved to the States, uh, later on in life. Um, my, my father moved, he started coming back and forth to the States when he was 18. And then I was born, uh, in New York, um, but my uncles had a record label in Jamaica called uh, Carrying, uh, where they managed and produced artists like Garnet Silk and Culture Knots. And
0: really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't know. I'm finding out so much stuff. It's great. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we would, I would go to Jamaica a couple times a year when I was little, when I was growing up. Um, and I would sit in those rehearsals and watch um, – watch the musicians like lead lead rehearsal or be on stage and be on the side of the stage and watching them perform and stuff. So that was always something that resonated with me and I like, stuck with me. And, and when people would ask me when I was young, you know, my mother was a hairdresser. She's a uh, beautician in Brooklyn.
2: Okay. And so
1: she'd have the customers come, to the, come through to the shop. And, you know, I get questions like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my mother would answer for me. She said she wanted to be a pediatrician. And I was like, what is that?
0: <laughs> yes, that's a Jamaican <laughs> thing, man. You, you you have to be a doctor or a lawyer. I mean, right? that was me as well. I mean, because my sister is a doctor, and oh. you know, I was, I was, I even went to university. I was on my way there, and I was like, nope, not gonna do this. Not happening. Not I even, happening. I mean,
1: honestly, I was like, at age six, I was like, I can't even spell pediatrician, so I like, that's out.
2: Like,
1: <laughs> I want to be a s S I N G E R. singer. Okay.
0: Yeah. Easier to spell.
1: It's easier to spell. (laughs) And, you know, I loved it so much that I would just, I would always vision myself, envision myself as doing just that and and nothing else. Um, I asked people, I asked my friends all the time. I'm like, what would you do if you wouldn't do this? They would say, I would do nothing when I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what if you just didn't have this? And what would be another passion that you would explore? Um, And, You know, I have a friend that I was talking with this morning, and her passion is languages. Oh. Um, My passion is health and wellness. So I would probably want to be some sort of um, wellness, um, whether expert or or guide in uh, physical wellness and mental wellness.
0: Wow. That's cool. That's really cool. (laughs) Uh, uh, and, and I can see that from um, you know your 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 morning live feeds that you do. When oh you're my! This is a plug for the
1: morning vibe at, uh, every uh, weekday morning uh, at nine a.m. Eastern Time.
0: Uh, only, uh, on on <laughs> oh, only
1: on IG Live.
0: Oh, it's only IG Live. Do you do you send it as well to Facebook afterwards, or?
1: I don't. I don't really. And IG and Facebook, uh, IG is actually quite separate from like all the simulcasts. Right simulcasting mm-hmm. so if i were to use something like Streamyard, which which simulcasts like facebook youtube and twitch right. and stuff like that it doesn't go to instagram and i found that i just got easier uh engagement with um instagram
2: okay.
0: uh, but i've
1: been i've been trying to find a way to to engage facebook because i really enjoy the flexibility of facebook
0: right so there's there's yeah. a there's a a kind of like a workaround for some of these things is something called Yellow Duck. You can investigate it. Oh,
2: Yellow, Duck.
0: Yellow Duck! When you put your your Instagram uh, handle in, it'll mm-hmm. generate a couple of codes, and you can put those in in the other thing, and it will it, it will allow you to send to Instagram as well as what? the other. Uh, yeah. So investigate that. Um. Yeah, okay. th- that might you know just expand your your reach.
2: Brilliant. Okay. I'm on yes. it.
0: Woohoo. So um, So, <laughs> all right. So, when you so growing up now, when your when your parents realized that you were headed towards uh, a career in, in the arts, how, how did they deal with that?
1: Um, you know, it's funny. Um, my my parents are pretty encouraging. They put me in everything. Um, my dad was really big on exposing me to stuff, and my stepmom was really big on exposing me to stuff like piano lessons and 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 modeling school and choir and Hmm. um big on just trying different things uh and then I just kind of took a path of my own I took the initiative to do to do most of the stuff once they they saw that I that I had an interest in it um it wasn't really until I got to middle school that I really like leaned into any sort of performing opportunity and the, the talent, the sixth grade talent show. I was just. I'm at home right now in Miami with my parents, and I just went through all of my my diaries. You know, <laughs> I, have, I have diaries starting from age six. You know, and then going all the way up wow. to to high through high school. So uh, it's been really nice to go back down memory lane and see where it began. And I have the exact date. Wow, I have the exact date. <laughs> Of when it happened, and I'm like, really? this is crucial. Journaling is so important. That's so important. that's that's where you get most of the stories from from documenting it. very true. So very um, true. I went back and found my first talent show in in middle school where I sang, "You put a move on my heart by Tamiya."
2: <laughs> and
1: my, my stepmom made like this uh, Chinese like tiny style dress. Okay. I was very serious. It was very, very serious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, what happened with the, with the talent show? Like, how how did it turn out? Do you remember?
1: Well, yeah, it wasn't a competition. Uh okay. So... it um, oh, was just a showcase? It was just a showcase, yeah. So I okay. was in... I think I was in two numbers. I was in that solo number, and then I was also in, like, a group dance number with my sister and oh, my nice. friend. And uh, we thought we were so good. <laughs> like, honestly... If it were a competition, we would probably place somewhere because we ha- we had passion, we had that heat, Excellent. and through that fr- through that friend that I was dancing with, she introduced me to this community choir that was looking for singers, um, and they were a gospel choir, and I joined that choir. Now, I as far as like that wasn't the type of music that I listened to in my house. Right, uh, we, right. we grew up like Roman Catholic slash Episcopalian, so mm-hmm.
2: that
1: music that gospel music was super attractive to me
2: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: because of the, the, the instrumentation and the energy that's put behind, you know, performing and and also praising and the devotion of it all. So I found that really intriguing. And so uh, I was a part of the choir. I, I understand the mechanics of, of that type of singing. Right. And so it's, it's been super helpful to me, but, my musical influences stem from like Marley and and um, the roots and culture reggae scene mostly. Right. Yeah.
0: It's so funny that I mean it with people growing up, you know, either in Jamaica or with Jamaican parents, um you know, you'd think that the culture might be so similar to the American culture. I mean, and, and some aspects of it, yeah, it, it, are, you know, sort of, they yeah. are, but some are completely different, you know, um, like completely, because I, I don't know if you know, but like country music is a big thing in Jamaica. I mean, it used to be a big thing and it still is in some rural parts of oh Jamaica. Oh my so gosh, that, yes. It's huge. How many right? like,
1: uh, I don't know if it's even reggae renditions of um, <laughs> of country songs are there?
0: A- Exactly. <laughs> it's a like, lot. I
1: think, I think Jamaicans and reggae, Jamaican music and reggae music was like the first to do cover
0: songs. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cause a lot of it in the beginning was, was covers of R and B tunes and right. stuff. Right. Right. And blues and, you and know, blues, blues and, and,
1: and yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. I remember Pretty
1: listening cool. to, listening to music and I'm like, Oh, there's a singer that's singing this, but I know I've heard this as a Kenny Rogers song or something like that. And I'm
2: like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. There you go! <laughs> yeah. Wow! Okay. I thought
1: I, the first time I heard it was was through a Jamaican artist. So, you know, the exposure, <laughs> the exposure
2: is there.
0: Yes, for sure, for sure. Wow. Okay, okay. So when 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 did you say okay, um, Broadway? I'm going to try for Broadway. Did, did something happen before before you started auditioning for shows, or how did that yeah, happen?
1: Yeah. Um, so I was really obsessed with The Lion King.
0: As were most of film. us.
1: Okay, as were <laughs> yeah. most people, and yeah. Yeah. you know, um, my my father, my uncles, and and I have family members who have studied through Rastafari, Rastafarianism, and so okay. the idea of like the lion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. We're
1: like, yeah, the lion, <laughs> everything, a Lion King. <laughs> uh, so wow. um, I was obsessed with the with with the movie when it came out it was just such a compelling story and the music was amazing and super the fun and vibrant
0: awesome yes yeah
1: it really incredibly incredibly vibrant incredibly emotional so um shout out to disney for your epic storytelling always and uh i remember buying a sing-along tape with my own allowance money mm-hmm <laughs> Um, and it came with a book, and it was, you know, it was a sing along booklet. You could like read the lyrics and sing along. And I remember oh. going to Jamaica, and we were going from Kingston to country. And at that time, it was like Ochurios, Ochi, yeah. I guess I could say Ochi. Yeah. And um, the drive was so long at the time, you know?
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Going around, <laughs> like, oh my God, the drop off. Are we going to die today?
0: Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> like
1: yes. Ben Ruin and <laughs> stuff. So, um, I I guess in order for my uncles to like get me to be calm because I was a hyperactive kid for sure,
2: <laughs> okay. uh,
1: they put on the Lion King and my cousins loved it and so we were all in the car listening to Lion to the Lion King, and I remember one of my uncles turned to to his friend and said, oh, "She can't sing.
0: She can't like, sing. Oh, she can." Oh, she can sing! Oh, yeah! Okay, okay.
1: And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like validation because this is the ter- during the time where they were like doing all the stuff with the record label. And-
0: right, of course. Yes, so yes,
1: I was like, "Wow, that's that's kind of cool." Um, and that was that was my obsession with The Lion King. But I've always sung, and I've always, you know, being a, being a part of. I always loved singing. And then when I found out that the Lion King was going to be on Broadway, had its own Broadway show, I was like, this is it. And then growing up in New York, I was, when I went to, I went to middle school in New York, um, and for field trips and things like that, we would go and see a Broadway show. So okay. one of my first shows was Smokey Joe's cafe, which is like mm-hmm. a review of popular music.
0: Right.
1: Um, I think it was Cantor and ebb, but don't quote me. And, um, I remember just seeing these faces and I was seeing black faces,
0: mm-hmm. people
1: of color on stage and singing music. That was really interesting and like soulful. And I was like, Ooh, that's cool. And then I saw another show, which was Jekyll and Hyde. And mm, love I, that. so that musical is epic. Um, <laughs> And then when I heard the Lion King was coming out with, the, Disney was coming out with the, the Lion King, the musical, I was like, I'm going to be Nala. Duh. Right. <laughs> I had no idea. You know, like my parents don't know anything about auditioning and, and <laughs> you know, that kind of exposure. They, they can send me to class, but as far as like the, the extra step, that wasn't necessarily um, in their wheelhouse. So right. they, I just said, I just said it. I was like, I'm going to be Nala. Okay, guys. Affirming. Affirming. So um, I let that roll, and then I moved Mm -hmm. to Miami. And I had a friend who had a – her her mom owned a dance studio. And she loved Broadway.
2: Mm.
1: She loved all kinds of Broadway. And she had the soundtrack to – I think it was Wicked and to this voice – of this woman called Nate, Adina Menzel. And I was oh, like, whoa, yeah. she is singing big, <laughs> she's singing big songs. Like just this voice is just so yeah, yeah. massive. <laughs> it's massive right? yeah. yeah. And I yeah. was like, oh, I want to, that sounds really cool. And then when the Lion King, I finally got some allowance money to buy the, I uh, actually had a job. I got a job okay. at a movie theater here in Miami. And right. I bought the Lion King soundtrack to the original Broadway cast Okay. And I heard a song called Shadowland from this Trinidadian actress named Heather Headley. Yes. And when I heard that song, I said, Oh, oh, this is happening. I'm going to sing this song. Nice. I don't care where I sing this song, it can be church, supermarket, don't matter <laughs> where <I laughs> mean, I'm gonna sing this song. And so um it's been on my in my head ever since. And that was wow. 20 years ago. And um, I've just been into big singing and, and storytelling ever since then. I'm, I'm really particular. like I'm not just like every Broadway show. Ah, right. I, I, I know what I like. Okay. And so uh, I'm drawn to what I'm drawn to. And Lion King was definitely one of the shows I was drawn to.
0: So I have, sure. I have a couple of, a couple of Lion King, um, stories. Yeah, <laughs> Well, stories. I mean, they're not about me necessarily, but, you know, they're, they're kind of they're like six degrees of separation. Okay. Okay. So when I went to, uh, when I went to, to Berkeley um, in Boston and it was my, my first week there, we're doing all these auditions and trying to find our teachers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on the third floor where the voice department is, you know, waiting to, to go and, and speak with the person who would, who would be my voice teacher. And there was a young lady um, from, and I forget, no, I, I think she might have been from South Africa, but her name was Sidi Laloka.
1: Oh, yes. And, um,
0: so we met and we struck up a conversation. We were having a great time and you know, she, we were going to have the same teacher. And then <laughs> I think she went to audition for the Lion King and she just never finished the semester. She was Rafiki. The <laughs> for, original, for, the original, original Rafiki.
1: Rafiki of the Lion King.
0: Yes. That's right. Right. So, so interesting,
1: interesting yeah. story there with CD I was, um, she was, I was on a train, on a subway train platform heading downtown from Harlem uh-huh. and I see this woman and she's kind of vocalizing. So I'm like, oh, she's singing. I'm going to sing a little bit too. Why not? So I sing <laughs> and she goes, wow, you have a really great voice and she says, come and sit next to me. So I come sit next to her and she said, you know, I was the original Rafiki in The Lion King. <laughs> wow. And I kid you not, like a month later, I was auditioning for that very same show.
0: Nice. Not that she nice. had—I
1: don't believe she had anything to do with that, but it was just like a moment of the universe. Yeah, the, the lining up,
0: so, lining so, yeah. up, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, sorry, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead.
0: No, no, that's fine. So, so the other thing now, the other thing with is the Lion King, their relationship with Jamaica, because they audition here a lot, mm. and and there are a lot of friends that I have who have who have, who have entered. They, you know, entered either the West End life or Broadway life and other, you know, musical life because they started in the Lion King. Uh, you know, they've, they've, went to, they've been in Lion King in New York or others have been in, in Hamburg or in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. And they might be in England, of course. And, uh, and then since then, they've been working in other, other musicals and stuff as well. And then two friends I have here now help to o- organize whenever they come to audition. They have to organize auditions. Yes. So, so um, yeah, it's it's the the Lion King has been has been good for a lot of people. <laughs> Are
1: they? Do they still
0: audition? They do. I think I think up to last year, I want to say, um, they they held an audition out here, uh, and wow. many times it's for touring companies. I think. Um, wow. Yeah. Do you
1: know um, a beautiful dancer of the name Jermaine Rowe? Yes.
0: Yeah, I know him very well.
1: <laughs> oh yes, uh, I met Jermaine in New York. And uh, we have a mutual friend, and yeah, he was—he was a part of the company as well.
0: That's right. That's yeah. right. And then he went on to do. Um, Fela. Fela. Yeah, he yeah, was Fela.
1: Fela Kuti. Well. Yes. Right.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Right, right. Small. Small world. Indeed. Uh, actually, the the friend, our mutual friend, he played Fela. <gasps> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: awesome, awesome! Yeah, but th- that's that's uh, that's exci- that's so exciting to know that uh, Jamaica has such a a tie to a, a show as special as a Lion King because you know at the end of the day, the the talent pool is so big in Jamaica. Yes. Like everyone yeah. is amazing. Everyone's got a talent where they can sing or dance or act. Like they're not short. Like Jamaica is not short for talent.
2: True. True. That is true.
1: The thing that I'm so proud of to be a Jamaican, if I may, (laughs) is the work ethic. And um, to kind of tie back to what you were saying about, you know, there is a difference, a cultural difference between Caribbeans, Jamaicans specifically and African-Americans. And Mm -hmm. I've learned that over the years, you know, there there's just a a history that we carry um, for us. As Jamaican and Jamaican Americans, that mm-hmm. is rooted in in work and pride right. and right. and it's a little bit different than the African American perspective. It's it's because unfortunately they have the history of slavery.
0: Right. I mean, we have that history as well, but I mean, it's it's still slightly different.
1: It's slightly different.
0: Yeah, it's slightly yeah.
1: different, like the systematic.
0: But yeah, uh, the thing is that it,
1: you know, yeah, of, it feels of, like it hasn't
0: ended in the U.S. On you know, yeah, honestly, it really, know.
1: yeah, it it just takes on a different form all the time.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's there, and it's insidious, and it's in the background of just about everything. I think it can be so overwhelming for anybody, really, you know. But you 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 sometimes you sense it, and sometimes you're not sure. <laughs> you know, mm.
1: Right, you have to kind of, yeah. You, yeah. you don't know if it's the same. The, right. a snake with the same head it's like a snake That's right. a, it's like the same yeah. snake but with a different head
0: yeah it can mess and, you up though it can mess you up completely
1: yeah and it, it it can be confusing and it also can be disparaging in a way that like if I'm in a relationship with someone who is African American there are there are just things that are different about us like my right. parents will just move into a white neighborhood and open up a business
0: yeah and not care it's not a it'll deal. just
1: be what it is yeah Mm-hmm. Um they're not they don't have any sort of hang up about it. And so I get into these conversations with my friends about about the differences. Um and I have to be and I'm super empathetic and 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 very compassionate towards the why right. they believe things that they've believed over the years. Um and then, you know, I also have friends that are like, Yeah, no, we gonna do it. We're out here. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. we're gamin. you know, because yeah. we all yeah. live in New York and we're all in the same boat you know living on the same island that way
0: true so with with the lion king okay so that was your first main musical or your your first
1: so yeah that was my first professional theater job out of college
0: Um, what a job to have nice (laughs) (laughs) thank you congrats Um,
1: but i i didn't I, i didn't audition and then get it initially it was about a three or four year journey to that space um gotcha i I believe I'm a big believer in the law of attraction, in the way that you know, you can manifest and create the world the world. And yes, by energy, but then also by work ethic, you yeah. can yeah. develop the world that you want. And so yes, we yeah. we share that in common. Yeah. So um when I first met after meeting CD Le Loca, I get a call to for my first audition with The Lion King for the role of Nala. And (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm gonna be in the Lion King, you guys. (laughs) So they send me the size and they send me the uh, audition material. Um, And I go and I work with my voice teacher in school and I go into the audition and I completely bomb. Mm. It's awful.
0: (laughs) Wow, okay.
1: It's awful. And the casting director was like, thank you very much.
0: Yeah. And then how, I how thought- did, How it, did you get through that?
1: Um, You know, it was a kind of a bubble popper,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which,
1: you know, it's, it was deflating. Um, but- I think that same, uh, maybe a couple of weeks later, my godparents surprised me with tickets to see the show for the first Mm -hmm. time for my birthday. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. And during that time, the Broadway community um, collects for an organization called Broadway Cares, Equity, Fights, Aids. And so they characters from the show or, or performers from the show will stand outside and take Polaroids and meet the okay. patrons and accept donations and things like that. Now lion King is like, I am so proud to be one of the, in one of the shows that's a long running show. And also they raise the most money. Oh, um, okay. And so for $20, you could take a photo with Rafiki. Now the the woman who was playing Rafiki at the time, her name is Sidi Manye.
2: Okay.
1: Spelled differently. Sounds the same. Right. Different last name. Uh, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I want to take a picture with C.D. Manye. So I get my $20. And I'm waiting in line. I walk up to her when it's my turn. I say, hello, Miss C.D. Uh, my name is Cindy. And I just want you to know that I auditioned for The Lion King last week. And <laughs> uh, I hope to be in the show someday. And she said to me, yes, sweetie. Okay, I will see you there. <laughs> and i never forgot that so awesome. i thought you know maybe i had already auditioned like maybe i'm gonna get a call back at some point point. and i so I, I waited and i was super patient uh three years later
2: yeah,
1: yeah. i was like i probably should give up on this hmm. <laughs> I probably give up on like thinking i'm gonna get a call back i think they might have found somebody <laughs> 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 so uh i was on my way uh on big va- on vacation to Canada and my agent calls me and says, you know, the Lion King is looking for a, another Anala for the North American tour. And I said, okay, that's great. They're like, no, they're asking you to come in. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. um, well, did not they see me already? Like, I didn't understand how auditions work. Like, it's like they literally, people will, if you don't make it past the first audition chant, and if they call you back, that means they saw something in mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and they want to come, they want you to come back in to see if you've grown, to see if you are in a different place, if you've worked, gotten better, or they just maybe have missed something or maybe they, maybe they liked you and they right. just want to see more. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'm going to go back in there. My pride is high, right? I'm like, <laughs> whatever, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. And I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine the day before my audition, which by the way, was in a blizzard. Really? A full out... Like, oh my God, I should not be on the road right now, blizzard. Wow. Um, my friend was like, What are you wearing to this audition tomorrow? And I was like, Oh, I'm probably going to wear like a dress. I'm probably going to put on like some, some, like a little heel. And he's like, Why would you do that? Why? Because <laughs> mind you, uh, at that time, I had a f- half of my head was shaved off okay and i had like a mohawk on the other side and he was like cindy what what signals are you giving right now that's absolutely crazy just go in there as yourself right. and let them figure out the rest <laughs> because if, if if anybody if the casting director or the creative team see something in you they need to see a, ge- a genuine picture
0: right right
1: so you need to show them that and i was like all right fine What do I have to lose at this point? I already don't have the job. so, And I've already tried something that was not successful. So, all right. I'll just show up. And it was blizzarding. (laughs) So, it's not like the dress was the better option.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: I just wore, like, I wore uh, all black.
0: Mm -hmm. You
1: know, I'm a sucker for a leather jacket. Right. I love a, a combat boot. So... I I rocked my style. I went in there and I sang Shadowland. And that, the the casting director that I had seen three years prior was like, whoa, okay. What happened to the girl that came in here before? And I was like, oh, she's out of the business. She stopped working. (laughs) She retired. Oh, I love that. (laughs) She realizes this wasn't for her. So, Mm. I'm here in her place. So, um, (laughs) he gave me some notes. I took the notes home and I got a call back and I went back to the call back and um, applied the notes. And Mm. the casting director looked at me and said, Wow, okay, okay. So, you you came back, something super different about you. Like, what happened? And I was like, Oh, (laughs) you gave me notes. I applied them and uh, here they are. Right. And he's like, Oh my God. Great. So I got a <laughs> final callback. I got callback for the final callback. And I remember going in for my final callback. It was in two parts. There was a woman who uh, was in there right before my time. And she was singing that song down. Wow. I mean, it was crystal clear. It was beautiful. And I start getting the hiccups.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, oh, Jesus, please.
2: <laughs> Don't let this
1: be. Don't let, don't let me not get this job based on the hiccups. Right. So I remember this like remedy that my friend's grandmother taught me. And we bend over and then you drink some water from like a bent over position. And then apparently mm-hmm. they go away and it worked. Okay. Okay. So I go in there and I sing my song and I can see the executive producer of the show literally punch the other producer in the leg <laughs> when I start singing. <laughs> I was like, positive
2: I feedback
1: <laughs> or what so um that was that was uh that that happened and then I was on the ch- I was like okay thank you very much this has been real I know that that woman before me is going to get this gig and so I went home
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I was on my way home and my agent called me and they said hey Cindy uh Disney wants to make you an offer and I was like was that me Because at the time I didn't know what an offer was like whenever I'd like to offer you, well, for our dinner menu, I'd like to offer you chicken or fish. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, what's what's this offer? He's like, you want me to say it? I was like, say what? He's like, Disney wants to offer you the role of Nala in the national tour of the Lion King. And that was a moment that my life completely changed because I had a vision board. And on that vision board were two things, two things um, on top of other things were two musicals. Mm-hmm. One of them was a musical called In the Heights, written by Lin-Manuel Miranda.
0: Right, and I'm, I'm familiar and with it, yes.
1: the second was The Lion King. Ooh,
0: love this story.
1: <laughs> and I was like, it works.
0: It works. You know, there's a my church. Um, the person who founded my church, Johnny Coleman, she has this phrase called, it works if you work it.
1: Yeah, um, put the game um, down, flip it, and reverse it.
0: <laughs> it works if you work it, and you worked it with that vision board and just with your attitude. You know, so
1: yeah. Yes, I love that. It works if you if you work it. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I love you it. Have to do the work.
0: You have to do the work. You have to do the work.
1: You have to do the work. So from there, I went on to do other other uh, projects. I wrote a show about Lena Horn. You did. I did right after coming off of the tour. I spent three years on the tour. Okay. The national tour of The Lion King, and then I moved back to New York because I didn't want to spend my the rest of my twenties on the road. I had like a well, thing about that.
2: <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I was like, you know what? I'm going to come back to uh, New York and see what's going on. And in the interim of trying to f- uh, find a, a job and audition for work, uh, mm-hmm. I met I met more friends, and I have a I had a friend named Chester Gregory, and he wrote uh, a one-man show about Jackie Wilson. Okay. And I said, my brother, I can do whatever you can do. <laughs> and he said, oh, okay. And so we went through the brainstorming and, and uh, that empowerment session with, that you have with your friends, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, And I
1: said, you know, I don't know. I guess I can tell the story about Diana Ross. He's like, yeah, okay, what else? And I said, oh, maybe Dorothy Dan. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, what else? And I said, oh. And I hesitated and I said, you know, th- someone said that I resemble or I remind them of like a young Lena Horn. He's like, oh, do Lena Horn.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was like,
1: okay. I didn't know much about her, but then I started doing things called research and getting on the Google. <laughs> the right
2: Google.
1: The Google. And I was just like automatically blown away uh, by this woman. Um, And her story was so, I was captivated by her story because it felt like similar to mine. And she was in a space that no one else had been in because she was the first. Right. So, um, I was like, you know what? All right, let's do it. I, I love a good dare. So I created a crowdfunding campaign on, uh, Indiegogo and I reached out to my network and I worked that dream and, uh, I made my goal. I wrote a script I put my friend Chester in the story as okay. Cab Calloway, and <laughs> I premiered it in New York in 2014 uh, to a sold-out audience. We even got on the news.
0: Wow. Okay. How long did you run for? Was it a one night only? One or? night
1: only. It was a dare. It wasn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's supposed
1: to really live past that moment, like seriously. I was like, oh, I did it. Like with your help, that was great. And then it started picking up energy and kind of taking on a life of its own. And I've been working with this show ever since in development. Okay. And now I have okay. a team and now I have a team of all women of color.
0: Working on that show, working, working on that to, show. Mm-hmm. So what, what's the goal now with that show? Are you, do you want to make it film or do you want to have, to have it be on Broadway or what, what do you want to do? Yeah.
1: So the intention was to have it put up into a, as a full production Okay. Uh, musical or play with music uh, to tour it uh, mm-hmm. but and also have a regional and maybe off-Broadway run. Um, but now with the changing times of our yeah. world and industry, yeah. uh, we've gone back to rethink a, a few things, a, a few ways of how to present. And some okay. really interesting ideas have come across the table. So uh, we'll see what happens with that.
0: Oh, cool. We'll look, look, I'll look out and look forward to seeing what happens.
1: Yes, That's
0: really cool. I wrote okay. an
1: album. Well, I, I recorded an album inspired by that project, and and it's uh, out on all streaming platforms. What's
0: the name of the album?
1: The album is called Lessons from a Lady. Okay. Because as I was doing my research on Lena Horne, I started to learn and develop myself as an artist and as a person.
0: Awesome. Well, you can give me all the links to those. I put them in the in oh, the show yeah. notes. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Wow. Okay. So, so when, when did the next like mainstream show come, come about?
1: LOL. When you say mainstream show, like as if we main we mean to do that. Right. I
0: know. Right. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the next mainstream thing I meant to do.
2: was <laughs> you know, like, yeah.
1: The funny yeah. thing is, it's like, you know, just like Jamaica, New York is an Island.
0: Yeah. Manhattan is
1: an island, right? And so it's small, and you and you have to be. You have to learn several different lessons, and one of those lessons, those big lessons, is to be good to people. You right. can't scam off people because they remember you. Yeah, you have to be a good person. And I tell that to a lot of the young artists that I work with. It's like it doesn't matter how talented you are; you have to still be a good individual, kind, uh, helpful. Right. Helpful, be helpful. You're going into an audition or you're going into any sort of um, environment where it's a collaborative effort by all. You need to be helpful. And sometimes helpful means being flexible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my time on Broadway has been because has been, pos- been made possible because I'm, I've been able to be flexible and kind at the same time okay um but uh i earlier in my career i'm a songwriter so um i've worked with grandmaster flash uh dj grandmaster flash on on an album um Mm -hmm. and i write songs all the time and i've written my own music that's also you know online but um i people don't know this about me but i love i like rap i rap so there was this I want project. All those
0: links. All those links. I mean all those links. <laughs> okay. All
1: right. No problem. You got it. Yeah. Um, so when I got back to New York, maybe about a year later, there was this new project that was coming out um, called the Hamilton mixtape. And okay. there mm-hmm. were there were iterations of it, and I had gotten some material to audition for it. Um, I auditioned for it. I actually got to see the production off Broadway and was completely blown blown away. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it moved to Broadway and became an, a giant sensation. (laughs) One of the (laughs) most, like I (laughs) am like, like, what? Like we're all still very surprised at what a phenomenal show it is. And also the, the amount of impact that it has globally. So, I auditioned for uh, I auditioned for that show, I think, maybe about three times, and on the third time was for when they were uh, on Broadway and looking for a replacement for the Principal Standby, which plays all of the female lead characters in the show. Okay. And so I auditioned, and I got in. I got in, made it into the cast as the Principal Standby playing Peggy, Angelica, and Eliza. Now- that story is much shorter than the Lion King story, but um, I was in Aspen uh, singing at somebody's wedding uh-huh. when I got the yeah. audition to come f- back to – I had to come back to New York early to audition for this show, and I didn't have any money.
2: <laughs> uh. I
1: had maxed out my credit cards. Like, yeah. I only had like a little bit of money left on my credit card, and I was like, Lord. I prayed before I swiped. <laughs> I was like, Lord let it be your will. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pay this bill. Yeah. yeah. So um, I pay, I, I charged my card and I flew back to New York early, went to the audition uh, and then went to a charity event where um, uh, members of the Broadway community connect with a, a nonprofit called covenant house where we sleep outside. We sleep mm. on the streets of New York uh, so that homeless teens don't have to okay. they raise money, um, and then a couple of days after, I got a that very day, I got a call back that later in the week I'd be coming back in for Hamilton, um, and then by the end of that week, I had an offer, and I knew what an offer was by that point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, right, right. right.
1: Um, that's one of the, I guess, a bigger uh, accomplishment you would call it. Um, it's it's significant because again going back to my vision board there were two
0: right images and, and Lynn, Lynn Manuel was one of them Lynn yeah. Manuel
1: Miranda was the writer of Hamilton
0: right right and
1: so that idea coming full circle was like mind blowing to me and it also it was true and authentic to who I was because being the character Angelica Schuyler I got to rap and sing at the same time yeah. so it it definitely rang true to who I was. And so I didn't have to feel, and all while changed, trying to get, get myself to shape shift and figure out what spaces I belong in in the Broadway community, I didn't right. realize that that the spaces were changing so that I didn't have to change that much.
0: That, that's an awesome thing. <laughs> that, that thing you just said, the spaces we were, were changing. We recording, right? <laughs> you know, well, we sure are. I'm. So, we, I just got that little nugget of gold right there. The spaces were changing, so you didn't have to to change who you were.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just got.
0: And I mean, I, I have goosebumps right now, but yeah.
2: <laughs> so,
1: yeah, honestly, like through that, like through that experience, and through experiences like The Lion King, and I was also in Motown the Musical when that's mm-hmm. just like a whole, it's whole thing. Yeah, it's so funny. Like I get, I get such a reaction from. I'll say, like I was in the Lion King, like oh, cool. And then I was like, I was in Motown the musical, and people go, "Ah, oh.
0: because that music is epic. amazing." It's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just know, epic.
1: I mean, the musical it, wrote itself, basically. So, uh, yeah. and to be able to play uh, portray the the actual people that made that magic, it's, mm-hmm. it was just it was a great experience. But saying all that to say, like, yes, I, I can look back and go, I really didn't have to change that much. So all the uncomfortability moments, all those moments of like, I don't belong, I don't fit in, I'm mm-hmm. Jamaican, I'm Chinese, I'm living in America, I'm, moving, I'm maneuvering a space where it's mostly, mostly African-American in my space, I'm, I'm asked to play an African-American, I've got to draw right. from my experience being uh, a Black American, but also a Caribbean-American into my work, wait a minute, I'm in a, now I'm being asked to play an American right. in a story about America.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Mm -hmm. that was built, uh, the whole premise is that America was built on the help of immigrants.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just a thing within a thing. It was like an inception.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. And so
1: that changed my life um, in a a new way where I got to really recognize myself when I I see myself on stage,
2: you know?
0: Oh, that's awesome! Really cool, really cool.
2: Yeah, um,
0: oh, it's good stuff. <laughs> I mean, you can't see me, but I mean, I've just been smiling this whole time. And oh. I'm still smiling. <laughs> but uh, okay, so you were also in. Were you in Jesus Christ Superstar on on the televised version? Mm-hmm. Yes. How yes. did that come about?
1: Um. So. Uh auditioning um the same company the same casting company that cast Hamilton and casted Motown the musical and Pippin that I was also in on Broadway um cool. casted this show uh Jesus Christ okay. Superstar um, at the time I was like Jesus Christ Superstar what is this <laughs> I don't like that musical uh, really Beer screaming and screaming. I can't take yeah. the screaming. Yeah,
0: Jesus was always screaming, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was like, why is Jesus screaming? <laughs> Turn it off. What's next? Dream girls? Like, like yeah. give me something else to deal with. But then when I heard that John Legend was going to be playing Jesus and Sarah Perelis was playing Mary Magdalene and and um, there was the undetermined um, role of Judas being cast, okay. uh, I was like, I in like i don't know what this means but i'm in <laughs> just let me be seen and i've always wanted to do one of those live musicals it was on my bucket list
2: okay, okay. and
1: um i was i at the before then i had never been in for an audition for it so uh, this was really a special thing and so when i go in there i show up to the audition wearing like peasant clothes <laughs> but i'm like lazy so i i had jeans underneath them right,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It> didn't come <laughs> in <laughs> all the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh-huh. right. I had my jeans on and then I had like a, like a black top. So I'm like, either way, this dress, this skirt is going to fit this black top. Cause like living in New York, like you can't be stepping out with no full wardrobe change. Cause like you got to carry it on your back. You don't have a car.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> so
1: like, you gotta be thrifty and nifty. So I was like, let me put this damn skirt on. So I put the skirt on. And literally at the last minute, like when they were like calling my name to come into the room, I just uh-huh. said, you know, I take this damn skirt off. You look like a fool. So I took off the skirt and I just walked in there and I had on jeans and a black shirt, and my black boots. And like my hair was like all wild and crazy as always because yeah. I had. That's me. I'm like literally like a ragamuffin <laughs> wearing lip gloss. Like that's just like it. Like, <laughs> right.
0: right, right. But, yeah, but that's in. That's in now anyways. So it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was like, it's always been kind of like my thingy. So it's like, hmm. It's like, again, the space is <laughs> moving toward, you know, moving around me. So I fit right in. Yeah, so
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Um, the director, uh, he, he was a, a British director named David Laveau. He's a very uh-huh. interesting guy. He was like kind of looking me up and down and I was like look, reading this very complicated, uh, b- very loquacious piece of music,
2: mm-hmm. and I was like,
1: "Dang it! Like he, this, like we got to audition with this, these sixteen bars." <laughs> so uh, I'm, my, I'm looking at the paper the whole time, like I'm not even kidding you. I'm like, "This is gonna go real something."
2: Mm-hmm, <laughs> so I look mm-hmm. down at the
1: paper and I'm. Uh, kind of like muddling through it. And David stops me and he goes, all right, uh, I, I get it. Like, I know you want to like get this right, but uh, just do what you think. She's like, mm. don't worry about the lyrics. Okay. And so was, it freed me up to be able to like perform, you know, tell the story of what that ensemble member needs to convey to Jesus. Okay. And then I said, okay, well, thank you very much. That was it. And then the next day, Um, I get a call back for the dance portion. Now the dance was, the dance portion was choreographed by Camille A. Brown. And right after my time with Hamilton, I had a very clear um, uh, declaration for myself. I said, I, from this point on, I only really want to work with people who I love and respect because it's going to make my experience great. Mm. And... I turn around getting ready to go into the audition and the associate choreographer is somebody that I've worked with in two shows already. Okay. His name is Ricky Tripp. And I said, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So we go through the dance portion. I get the, I get the offer to be a part of this project. It's a f- six week prod. It's a six week rehearsal process. And one time do we perform it on air? Right. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah.
1: So I walk in to rehearsal our first day, and we they've cast the role of Judas, and it's an actor by the name of Brandon Victor Dixon. Now, mm-hmm. Brandon Victor Dixon is, I laugh out loud because I've worked with Brandon in two other shows. Really? I worked with Brandon in Motown the Musical and at Hamilton, where he played Aaron Burr. Okay. And also, okay. Brandon is a Jamaican-American
0: oh okay cool
1: and so I'm like this is awesome so we have a really great time and we have a ball and it was one of those moments where another life-changing moment for me was when I'm sitting in a first rehearsal and the director comes up to us and says all right you guys I know a few of you are sitting here with a little bit of imposter syndrome am I good enough do they know about me Mm -hmm. (laughs) if they find out about me and how I am are they going (laughs) to ask me to leave right and, I said, and he said, I'm here to tell you, guess what I found out about you? <laughs> and that's why you're here. I need uh, your help. I need you to bring whatever you brought in that room because we need to convey uh, however many gigawatts of, of energy from this giant stage through someone's small television on Easter Sunday. Awesome. This is the intention. This is our goal. This is what we need to do. Okay great go forth
0: <laughs> nice nice
1: and it changed my it changed my perspective on what a director is it changed my perspective of like what an actor does mm-hmm. it changed my perspective of what i contribute and how i contribute and and when i contribute things
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i work with young people a young artists teaching workshops and master classes and i i share with them this story because it's so important for them to feel like they have permission
2: mhm mhm
1: like they can explore like they've been brought on because we saw something special in them there's mm-hmm. something special about them that mm-hmm. will help this story move forward
0: yeah there's almost there's always so much fear wrapped up in new things you know in mm-hmm. and that you know I mean, i've had that imposter <laughs> I've, I've experienced that several times um but there's always this, this fear, you know, am I good enough? Do I really belong here? That kind of stuff. And thank God for those people who, who will, will recognize it and with just a few words, just dispel it completely.
1: Oh, with so few words. I was just like, that's it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Like completely obliterated, melted away all of our, and it wasn't just me. It was the entire ensemble of about wow. 26 people. Excellent. And that idea, you know, it all you need is that word. And it has to come from someone who, who you respect, you know, in that space. Hmm. Who has achieved, for sure. But also, you know, the heroes also come from people who have been in your corner since day one.
0: True, true.
1: I'm really impressed by you.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Like, I mean, just being in the space that you're in is epic. Thank you. <laughs> you know, you. I've, I've, for me as a American born from Jamaican descent, it's, I've always wanted to come to Jamaica and be a part of any sort of theatrical community, but I just never really knew. And so I was following, was it, is it Tammy Chin?
0: Tammy Chin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I
1: was following Tammy Chin and she, made a post about you. And I was like, oh, wow, I want to follow him. He seems super (laughs) interesting. And so that's, you know, that's how we started communicating. That's right. That's
0: right.
1: Giving you internet technologies.
0: Yes. I'm telling you. So Tammy and I were in, I I think I mentioned to you that, you know, when we were growing up, I was in a performing arts group called Little People and Teen Players Club. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're like five to 19, ages five to 19, but we're doing these, these uh really, you know things with high production value. These these uh, seasons of uh, kind of a mu- uh, musical reviews, kind of thing, um, which, which included Broadway, but included Jamaican music and jazz and you know folk music and all kinds of stuff. So Tammy was was one of the younger ones in the group when I was you know kind of about to leave the group. So uh, so you know we've known each other a long time, and um, but yeah, it's great because. Being back here, you, you try to do as much as possible. You know, at the Edna Manley College, I think that's that's that might have been what Tammy had posted. We we did a, a faculty show, and we called it off way off Broadway.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so, so we're doing um we're doing all the you know a, a couple of songs, maybe two or three songs from these different musicals. We did some a couple from from Hamilton. We did some from oh um, really Company. Yeah, I, I did I did um uh, you say fries yes. my you'll be fries. back. Yeah, you'll be back. So I did that and uh and we did another one and you know, from a few different musicals. We from you know, uh something from Once on This Island we did mm-hmm. um from uh, Into the Woods. Yeah you know, <laughs> like from seven or eight musicals we did we did stuff from and we you know, we did in in an hour, no intermission. Uh you know, it was it was fun. So that's why that's I think that's what she had posted and um so wonderful that we got to, we you know we got to connect.
1: That's yeah. so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting! Yeah, yeah. And I was, and and through that, I I thought, man, I would love to be a part of that. That's you know, right. I That's lo- right. like yeah. just to be able to continue to to share. I, I I don't even know what the musical theater or the theater theatrical temperature is like. I don't. What's the climate like?
0: Well, there, there's a lot of of there's a lot of, of like straight plays. There's a lot of there's a lot of theater here actually. A lot, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much uh, not as many musicals uh, there's quite a few original musicals going on especially that the company you know ashe that i was uh, that i'm a part of there mm-hmm. they do uh, my friend michael who's who was tammy's big big brother um he he writes a lot of musicals actually and you know a lot of it has to do with caribbean uh something he calls caribbean mythry <laughs> so it's uh-huh. mythology and stuff so um uh, but there, there, there are other companies as well that are doing you know, theater and musical. There's, there's quite a bit. It's a very vibrant theatrical community, actually. Well, so it has, it, it has to be. So Everyone
1: in Jamaica is talented.
0: So it would be great for you to come and, and meet some of these people, and you know, I'll bring friends.
1: Happen. I'll bring friends oh, too.
0: That would be awesome. That
1: you know, awesome. I, I love connecting with the Caribbean American performers on Broadway because mm. you know we do come from a very specific type of um, upbringing, and so it's True. you know although you know my voice sounds like this and mm-hmm. but we all know what we like for breakfast okay
0: <laughs> that's right
1: and <laughs> eggs and bacon
0: <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah come that that'll be awesome so yeah. no now that you know all of this has happened and you know everything's kind of uh you know in limbo let's say mm-hmm. How is this affecting you? How is this affecting the community? Um, And how are you dealing with that? How are you working through that? How are you you keeping each other up?
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, uh, I'm so thankful to even be healthy, Mm. and I'm so thankful to have been able to get out of New York before uh, the severity of the situation really hit. Okay. Um, I so I will definitely say. Very grateful to God for that opportunity, for that possibility. Um, But when I, when this pandemic kind of started affecting New York, one of the first things that shut down was Broadway. Hmm. So they shut down the NBA first and then they shut down Broadway. Um, And it was a similar pattern to what I, was told it was a similar pattern to what China was doing, okay. just months later. Um, and so when I caught wind, I was like, "Oh, I got to get out." But a lot mm-hmm. of my friends are still there. They're managing. Some of them have had uh, have contracted COVID and are working through it. Okay. Uh, um, we did lose a few a few souls along the way um, due to mm-hmm. issues with COVID, um, but. I think for the most part we're surviving. Um, I began working as a meditation coach just to connect and check in with people, check in with, I was a part of a production. I was in workshops for rehearsals for a a workshop of a new project at the very time when Broadway got shut down. So we were immediately put out of work. Mm. Um, So uh, my castmates and I are, all in a group chat on Instagram, we, we reach out to one another. Um, I've been working with my one of my castmates on meditation and building her practice okay. uh, because I've been meditating, working with meditation since I was eight years old. My dad taught me how to meditate. Oh. And so, checking in and also destigmatizing some of that, like,
0: woo-woo right right, you know, right.
1: is it religion is it you know is it going to threaten my religious practice and all this <laughs> right. other stuff and you're yeah. like okay um praise the lord but
0: mm-hmm.
1: what like it only works if you work it that's right that's so right. why not tap into yourself because Jesus has to help pull you out of bed, but you got to get up the same way. Like you still mm-hmm. got to put your feet on the floor. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. so connecting with with my friends and on, on their meditation practice has been a big, uh, big passion for me. Um, being in Miami, I felt like a little bit of survivor's remorse. So I was like, you know what, Cindy? You know what we can do about this? Get up, get on your bike, just ride around the neighborhood, get just around your block, and like just show the trees and kind of give
2: mm-hmm.
1: trying to try offer some digital vitamin D and maybe offer some peace <laughs> to some yes. of the folks who are, who are don't even have access to sun because those right. are uh, New York apartments can be really dark and without a window and, mm-hmm. and the sunshine mm-hmm. is, is a luxury. Um, so uh, that's what I began doing. That's why the morning vibe started because uh, it gave me a purpose and it kind of gave me a somewhere to be every weekday morning. And uh through the feedback of my friends who tune in. I've got people who tune in all the way between California to uh the UK to Israel to Jamaica. Right. That's right. <laughs> that it it has helped, you know. I play music, we talk about things. Uh we had a whole series where I was fundraising for Broadway Cares in April, mm-hmm. and I played music from uh from Broadway soundtracks and um, I have guests on the show. I had a guest today uh, by the name of Adeline. She is a French artist uh, living in New York, but she's also of Caribbean descent from Martinique. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I love her music. And so if I think you're dope, you know, nice. Give you a, give you some love. That's
0: right. Excellent. Excellent.
1: So we're just trying to keep keep the vibes. You know, I, I no. think that maybe the 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 Jamaican in me, that's just like, man, yeah. keep it simple. Yeah. We have yeah. beer joke and laughs. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: all we can and, do is just laugh.
0: And you you really have to kind of be easy on yourself too. Yeah, totally. I mean, some days are going to be great and some days maybe not so much. Yeah, totally. And you can't beat yourself up over that. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I went through that this week. I was like, wow, I didn't get half the stuff done that I really you wanted too? To done. Oh, I my like, oh my gosh. I feel so useless.
1: Mike, like, it's the same for me. I was like, I felt so productive. And then like this week, yeah. I was like, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get this done. You know, I'm going to get done. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. How about that?
0: Nothing. Nothing. I was like, okay, next week will be better. Next
1: yes. Week's jumping week's better. on this this time yeah. with you. Yeah. I was like, Cindy, yeah. let's go. Pull it together.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like you're better than this in that way. Like, where's your mind?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm so glad that we we made this time.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. And, and you know that thing that we we spoke about with the the, the Caribbean work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, because we we're, we have this new, we're kind of figuring things out, and sometimes you sleep late, and sometimes, but we, you know that there's this thing in the back of our heads that goes, "Get up, get up!" You're you know, you're worthless. You're worthless. <laughs> you, yeah, that's like that guilt, like up, that you know, that work guilt. shaming. Like, yeah. yeah, get up, get up, go and do something. You you know, but. No, you're not. You're you're working through stuff, you know, just taking yeah, it
1: easy. Exactly. It easy. I mean, Thank you me. know, we, we do get there's a there's this like luxury, right? Like we do get the luxury of being like, nah. Right. I don't feel so. I don't feel <laughs> like it. Yeah. You know, but my dad has got this illustrious garden and oh. every day he's in the garden because yeah. at the end of the day, like you wanna eat, you better go out and pick some food from outside. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> because if they shut down a supermarket we have to f- yep. survive you have on to something. Feed you have to feed you have yourself. yourself. So in yeah. order to feed yourself, you have to get get up and pick the food and water yeah. the grass and water mm-hmm. the lawn, what, what I, whatever it is. Right. And so, for being home and learning that stuff, it's been it's kind of been also giving me a purpose to like yeah. just be self motivated, but sure. also like I'm a person that like I said, I do a million things at once. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so like just currently right now, I'm. I'm building a, a, a deck for a a a program. Um, I'm writing a book, I'm developing my course, I'm shooting That's, videos, I'm also working sounds- on a podcast, I'm you know, I'm <laughs> and all these things will happen. Yeah. But do they need to happen right now? This yeah, second sure. all at once. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think my, my friend Tammy actually she calls it a, a multipotentialite. That's what we are. You Come know? through.
1: Give me the word multipotentialite.
0: Multipotentialite. Yep. Um, that's what we are. We're doing because I'm. I mean, I have a, a <laughs> I have a book that I'm proofreading as well that I've written for um you know performers vocal performance and stuff like that. Yes. And, uh, and uh, you know working on this podcast. I mean this this you know doing this regularly. Kind of you know taking that responsibility to make sure I do this once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, has been good for structure, you know. Yes. Um, you know, working on on music, um, you know, with my songs and composing other songs. I do some stuff that is, uh, f- you know, fusion of electronic music and Jamaican folk music. Ooh, so I'm working on that. stuff. Need a
1: singer. I'm uh,
0: in. I'm I'm open to all collaborations. So yes, for sure, that would be awesome. I'll, I'll yeah, send you some that's examples. Fun. Sh- I'll send you some examples so you can hear what 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 I've been doing, and um. Yeah, so just you know, plus teaching because <laughs> I still have my students, so you know, connecting with them and that kind of stuff. So all these things are are going on, um, but yeah, it's it, the, your story sounds familiar. <laughs> and yeah, yeah may, maybe they're not all gonna happen and come out at the same time, but you work on them a little, a little at a time,
2: little
1: by little. Um,
0: yeah, and it, it helps you not get bored because you have all these other things to truly. You, know, you can jump around. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> truly. Yeah.
1: I, I sure. want to just come out of, of, out of this quarantine knowing that I was able to sit myself down, sit my behind down for like mm. a time and mm-hmm. get work done because I have not, I've been very, very fortunate. Yes. And I'm blessed and I'm grateful, but I've also been very, very busy. So then it takes away from, Uh, the other things in life like I've been spending Mm -hmm. more time with my parents which I have not done in 16 years Um, I'm going back and and reading things that I put down and ideas that that I left to the wayside and revisiting them and and catching up with people that are not based in work just like how are you Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's been it's been uh, a relearning of of myself for sure, and and, and talking with other people, uh, they've kind of said something similar. Like I'm relearning I'm, about myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's some healing going on somewhere too. I mean, you, you probably aren't even fully aware of it, but there's some some. Like either healing, personal healing, or a healing of relationship. There's different things happening that we're not we're not completely aware of just yet.
1: Yeah, there's this there's this weird thing that I'm kind of going through. <laughs> is like, you know, you wish that you could be somewhere. Like we all wish we could be doing something. Like I wish I could be with my partner right now, mm-hmm. doing things and hanging out and just basically spending time together. He's not here in Florida, so no. I, I wish I could be. With my friends, I wish I could just get, go to the beach or something, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, going, getting on a plane and flying anywhere was just like so simple to me Mm -hmm. uh, at one point. And now it's like so many things you must consider. And also the lack, uh, the the idea that that concept right now is just not possible. Uh, You could sit here and be upset about stuff and be bummed out, or you could reorganize the way you see that
0: right right yeah you can look at it from a different perspective you know just spin it around turn it upside down say "Mm, how does it look now
1: (laughs) yeah and so i've just been kind of in that place where i'm like all right let's not look up dwell on the fact that i wish i could right this is where i am what can i do here
2: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm
1: and um that's a big part of like going into the mindful space and the meditative space because yep. you can, you can try to, you can kind of unlock some things and, and learn about yourself through that practice.
0: Yeah. I saw, I saw somewhere, there was a post, uh, and I, I think I mentioned it in another thing where um, they said that, you know, in this time, people were, were, were presented with their what was it was it presented with their darkness or presented with something I, I, it wasn't their darkness it was something else but in essence in, mm-hmm. in a, in a they were presented they, were, they, were, they, you know, they saw their own reflection and they had to deal with some stuff that hadn't been dealt with so um, we're yeah. all going through that we're all I realized
1: that. that I'm super loud really <laughs> <laughs> I'm super loud Mike super loud and I thought it was just <laughs> I was like, I, I'm just competing. I'm competing with New York. New York is full of energy. It's full of like right. these, and I'm the industry that I'm in. is like, I'm surrounded by all these like extroverted,
2: right. like
1: bigger than life people. Like I'm just trying to keep up with them. You know, it's them. They're loud. I'm just like trying to keep up. No. And then I get to this space where it's just me and trees in the suburbs. And I, mm. I'm still the one with the music turned all the way up to a hundred and belting at the top of my lungs.
0: She's loud. And that's okay, though. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> it's okay.
1: <laughs> because then it's I funny. listened over next to my stepmom, who's like in the kitchen, and she's got the TV turned up to 100 and singing Frank Sinatra, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. there's a joke." Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I got this from somewhere." <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I knew this before, but I'm a I'm a complete introvert, even though I'm a performer, and even though I'm I'm an introvert. So being alone, I mean, it's been two months, really, and I've been fine. And Good some, for you. I'm a little guilty because I'm like, oh, I can't really tell people this. because <laughs> <laughs> They won't understand. But but I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, sure, now I might, I'm thinking, yeah, I need to probably you know, go and take a drive out just, just for a change of scenery and come back home or
2: mm-hmm. something,
0: you know. But, uh, yeah, it's been, I didn't mind it at all.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I'll say, I'll say, because I'm in this environment right now that I don't mind it at all either. Because you also, you know, people call, uh, people have called Jamaica a third world country. I said, in what sense and to whom?
2: Mm-hmm. Because you have
1: sunshine, mm-hmm. you have water, you have fresh fruit, fresh food. Yeah. That's pretty first world to me. Yeah. Everything else I- is you chasing.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people really enjoy their lives.
1: <laughs> and a lot of people really enjoy their lives. I don't remember the, unfortunately, I'm terrible, but like there is a there is a public figure, a Jamaican public figure. She's an, a woman. Um, she's like an on-camera personality.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, older woman, hilarious. And she was kind of talking about um, the... The I, going through the experience of COVID and especially
0: being in Jamaica. Well, during- Faye Ellington.
1: Yes, Faye Ellington.
0: Yes, yes, I want to talk to her too. Aunt oh my Faye. gosh,
1: yes. she's epic.
0: She's awesome. She's awesome. I'm
1: like, you're <laughs> amazing. Like, I want to yeah. meet you. Um, so like her, she put it so eloquently. The her through her perspective of like what it what this all how she's dealing with it and like her perspective, her perspective around it. Yeah. And I just, I was just like, wow. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, I took some of what she was saying uh, into my own life. And some of that stuff was, there were, there were alignments with what oh, I was great. already doing. Yeah.
0: Excellent. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. Yeah, I mean,
1: brilliant just
0: yeah, worldly brilliant. love it love her when i was doing my masters um i kept calling her I, I was in spain i was in valencia and you know i was doing this thing with the my my thesis was really that folk music fusion with the electronic music mm-hmm. and every question i had <laughs> about a folk song or about what this meant or where is this from i'd give her a call <laughs> so she, she just she was getting my calls all the time did so, she respond oh yeah 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 because i knew her before and um she yeah she she responded and and we had long conversations about, wow. <laughs> you know, about stuff she's just awesome wonderful just love her love her i'm
1: looking her, her I'm, up on instagram i'm like is she on instagram
0: i don't think she she might be Um, not sure i know she's definitely on facebook but yes. not not sure about instagram but um that's so cool that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome that you saw her doing that stuff
1: yeah, um, my dad her, showed her me. He's like, Yo, check check her out because she's yeah. she's got some heavy stuff.
0: Yeah. So she I actually was... teaches at the university in, in oh, the really? um, yeah, in, the, in like the the media um faculty. She she wow. teaches there. Yeah. Wow. Is, it, ah. is there like have there been any like really special like standout moments that have happened to you on this journey or?
1: Oh wow. Okay. So um there have been a few and I I mean I definitely have shared the the ones that um, were a part of my wildest dreams.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: like, there's just one that stands out to me. That's like grander than the wildest dream. It's like, yes, you, it works if you work it, but then when it starts working, you, you're like work. <laughs> 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 so that all falls into the time that I, um, in 2019, which is last year, um, right. I got a call to come back and to come back. To Broadway returns the Lion King as Nala mm-hmm. for a few months and um, so I was like really excited about it because it, the Lion King is basically m- home it 's like my family I love right. the people that work there and and the and the cast members that are there have been there for years right. and so it 's like returning back home it 's going to be great um, and it was also around the same time that the Lion King movie the new reimagined uh, film was coming out. And so I learned that Beyonce was playing Nala. She was the voice of Nala in this movie. Uh And I was like, this is amazing. Am I going to be Nala and she's going to be Nala at the same time? Wow. So then I get a call. um, I'm in California right before I'm coming back to New York. And I get a call from my friend and he says, hi, Cindy, I am um, uh, I work for the Waco Theater in in California. My friend, Charles Thomas, works very closely with uh, Miss Tina Knowles and Mr. Richard Lawson in their theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, how are you? We're just having a nice little catch up. And I was like, I'm doing well. Um, this weird thing came by me. Last week, I'm um, going back to the Lion King as Nala. He's like, oh, amazing. Well, the theme of our gala this year is the Lion King. Um, I'm going to ask, is, would it be okay if I asked uh, Miss Tina to uh, see if she'd be interested in, in uh, having you perform? And I was like, yeah, sure. Wow. That, would be, that would be amazing. Like, I'm calm. Like, my throat's very calm. Like, I'm very calm. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, whatever. No problem. And um, we left it there. So then he calls me a couple months later. I'm actually in the show now. And he's like, hey, Sin. I'm like, hey, what's going on? He's like, so um, Miss Tina wants you to perform at the gala. And she wants you to perform at the gala in costume. And I was like, whoa, okay. Um, So I've got to like ask Disney if it's okay for. For that to happen. He's like, okay, cool. So I connected Disney with the Waco Theater and um right. Disney supported the initiative and flew uh not only myself in costume, they flew out five other women from the show. And we opened the program of the gala uh doing the song, singing the song Shadowland, which is Nala's song in the musical. Right.
2: Right.
1: And so um it was one of the biggest, like I was like, what this is happening? Um, there was sixteen hundred of Black Hollywoods or the entertainment industry's best of the best. Wow. I mean, it was an incredible event, and to be a part of it and to be a part representing in the way that I was was just huge. And so, d- during that event, there was an opportunity for Beyonce, Miss no- Miss Knowles Carter. And I to meet, and wow. uh, we shared a moment, and Mrs. Carter is absolutely amazing. She's a gracious, beautiful soul, um, and I also got an opportunity to meet a, an amazing woman named uh, Yvette Noel Shore,
2: uh-huh.
1: who is uh, Beyonce's publicist. Okay. And she's a Caribbean girl. She's an island diva. From the island of Grenada.
0: Nice. So when
1: when I met this beautiful queen, I detected an accent, and I said, "Where are you from?" She says, "Oh, I'm from Grenada." I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm Jamaican," and so we bonded immediately on that. And she's since then, then since that moment, been one of my most favorite people that I have come across. On top of Mrs. Carter, who is amazing.
2: (laughs) Right, right, right.
1: Um. And and I get this weird, I get these weird questions after the photo was released uh, and people saw it. Um, they are like, well, how did she smell? I'm like, get out of here with that. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a weird question. I would not know, besides rainbows and sunshine. Like right.
0: duh. <laughs> smell like Christmas.
1: Christmas. Pixie dust,
0: <laughs> Chanel.
1: Okay. She, she smells like
0: she smells like, like a queen.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does that suffice?
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: That was too um, busy. We were too busy just having a nice conversation. So. No, no. but But uh, that was one it, of the it moments. It was like the universe. Like you create your plan. You you get it going, and you see that the achievement happens that you set out to achieve. But then it just. It just takes on a, a leg of its own. Right. And uh, that was just wild. And that wow. it was then, it then became this national headline soon after.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, the universe keeps working, huh?
1: <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. It's really, awesome. really wild. Um, do you know about the Lion King experience?
0: No, I, I've seen that. I saw that that thing on your IG and I wasn't sure what that was. What, yeah, what does so that, that mean?
2: Disney
1: is a, I don't know if you want to put this in there or not. It doesn't necessarily matter. Like, okay. it, it, I, I'll tell you about it. Um, so Disney, during this quarantine, Disney theatrical or Disney on Broadway released their uh, Introduction to Theater lesson plan. So it's an educational course Uh, Introduction to Theater Through the Lens of the Lion King, and myself, along with my castmate, uh, Jelani Remy, who played Simba in the national tour of the Lion King, who is also uh, Trini slash Bajan. Okay.
0: Hello. Caribbean represent. Caribbean
1: represent. Uh, We are the hosts of each lesson. So there are 11 lessons for the kids version of the Lion King experience. And then there's a junior version of the Lion King experience where there are 18 lessons and sessions. Okay. Uh, And we're the hosts of every single session. So we greet the students. Hey, everybody. Cindy Winters. And then we also close out the session
0: as well. And it's free. How do people access that? Like where, where do they, they go, to? go
1: to? They can go to Either okay. it's Lion the Lion King Experience or just lionkingexperience okay. and they can download the experience. Uh, they can download the lesson plan for free, and they awesome. can build their own version of the Lion King. And then get all this very special choreography and set what? design and learn about parts of the theater, stage management, plot, direction, casting, um, musicality, all kinds of the various cool. aspects of theater just through the lens of the Lion King. So then you get backstage uh yeah footage and information about how The Lion King was made, which is a really special show that is still running to this day
0: Right, 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 awesome I mean, if anybody's listening and, and, and they, they do download these lessons and do something with it please let us know, let us know in your feedback in the comments, please, yes, please It's please. open That'd to be teachers
1: awesome. uh, who uh, theater programs who want to just create um, create curriculum for their teachers, for their students uh, uh-huh. parents who want to do something fun with their kids okay it's for anybody that's
0: cool yeah yeah I'm glad you mentioned that that's awesome nice very good I almost forgot yeah. oh and I'm also working
1: on a podcast called uh, why are you like this
0: so mm. when, when that, do you hope to launch that
1: I hope to launch this uh, within the next month or so
0: excellent so and, look out uh, for that
1: yes and I hope that you would be a guest on that podcast I would
0: be so happy to be so happy to be awesome i can't tell you how much fun this was literally smiling throughout the whole thing (laughs) wow man such wonderful stories such wonderful lessons to share thank you so much oh my pleasure this has been great thank you (laughs) (laughs) all right cool